0: You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 21. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Do you ever run into the same challenges in your business and not know what to do? And it seems like these challenges happen over and over again. In fact, they've happened so often that it feels like it's just normal? If so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a process for getting past common challenges. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they don't realize that there could be a process for overcoming challenges. And it's what I call The Solutions Formula. So what do you do? Well, you've got two choices. First, you could keep doing what you're doing, and most likely you'll keep getting the same success or lack of success that you've been getting. Or second, you could learn the Solutions Formula. And that's what we're going to talk about today, the Solutions Formula. So if you want to learn a process for getting past challenges, then stick around so why this topic why would you want to learn the solutions formula because unless you learn a process to overcome your challenges you'll always be stuck in those challenges so how do we do this it's by using a simple formula that i realized one day when i mapped out what i'd already been doing with my clients for years and let me explain what i mean You see, the solutions formula is really a step-by-step process for identifying common challenges, identifying the solution, or the opposite of the challenge, identifying the tool or technique that you need to use to get through the solution, realizing what the process is within the tool or technique, and taking action so that you can apply the process and get a better result. What we're going to do today is we're going to cover three things in this podcast— First, understanding the solutions formula, so that you understand how it can be applied in your business. Second, five examples of the solutions formula, so you can see how it can be applied in the five most important facets of your business. And third, the next step, what you can do right away to apply the formula. Now, Before we jump into the three things that you'll learn in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like and your life be like, for that matter, if you knew exactly what to do when you have challenges? Would you apply what you learned? Would you take your business to the next level? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Understanding. The solutions formula. So I kind of explained a little bit about what the solutions formula is, but I want to take you through each of the steps and explain how most advisors and agents and wholesalers and so on miss these steps, or they don't even realize what the steps are. So picture this, the very first step is understanding the challenge. Most advisors and agents know that they have challenges, but they don't really sit down and identify why they're having challenges. Here's an example. You might have challenges in, let's say, time management, and you know that you're putting out fires all day long, and you know that that's a challenge, and the more clients you get, the more fires you get. But what you may not know is the reason why you're putting out fires all day long. So the first step is to understand the challenge. The second step is to understand the solution. Now, that might be easier than you think. Here's what I mean. The solution is, a lot of times, the opposite of the challenge. I'm putting fires out all day long, and the solution is, I don't put fires out all day long. So, that might be simplistic and might seem very simple, but it's not always easy. To identify the solution, you have to ask yourself, what would it look like if I didn't have this challenge? Or what's the opposite of the challenge? The third step is the hardest part, the tool or technique. And that's where I literally looked at, geez, 40 different sources when I first started out. You see, years ago, I sat down and I made a pie chart. And it was the first tool I ever made. I made a pie chart and I put the different facets of the business in the pie chart. And we're going to go over five of those eight facets today. And once I did that, I asked myself the same question. What's my number one challenge in each of the facets? The point is, is once I did that, I understood the challenge and then I asked myself, what's the solution? What do I want it to look like? And here's where the hard part came in. Step three that we're talking about now. Step three was really about, all right, what are the tools or techniques that I need? And that's where I went to 40 different sources. (laughs) Ironically, over the years, I created my own tools, a whole toolbox. And get this, a lot of times they were variations of other tools. So... I didn't reinvent the wheel. I just found a piece of rubber and put it around it and called it a tire. I made it better. And the fourth step, the process within the tool or technique. So if you learn that and you go to the next step, the final step, you'd go out and apply it and you assess how you did. So when you use this formula or this step-by-step process, challenges, these, they don't seem that tough. The the obstacles just turn into opportunities to basically take your business to the next level. And what we're going to do next is we're going to look at five examples of the solutions formula so that you can learn how to apply this formula in the five most important facets of your business. Five examples. Of the solutions formula. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over five different facets of your business. Time management, prospecting, sales, relationship building, and client servicing. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at kind of a a pattern here. And the pattern is, I'm going to ask you the tough question. So if you're driving in your car or if you're on a walk, you probably can't do this, but if you're at a desk or someplace where you can write this down, I want you to write down the answer. And the answer is unique for everyone that listens to this. Now, when you do this, you can actually do the process when when you're listening to the podcast. Now, the point is, is that we're going to go into each one of these different facets. We're going to take a look at the number one question. What is your challenge with blank, whatever facet we're on? And then I'm going to show you or tell you the secret that I've found since 2004 18 years as of this recording, of what I've found for each one of these different facets. So you get an idea of some of the secrets for each one of these facets, these five. And then what we're going to do is we're going to look at an example. We're going to look at an example for each one of these facets so you can kind of get the gist of how this is done. So let's begin. Facet number one, time management. So Time management has got to be one of the hardest facets for most advisors and agents and wholesalers and so on to master. And the reason is, is because a lot of times we don't really sit down and look at time management as something that is crucial in our business. It just is what it is. We come to the office, we get busy, we put out fires, (laughs) we get more fires, we put them out all day long, and eventually it's the end of the day and we go home. But what happens when you have that type of, a, type of a process is that you don't get as much done in the same amount of time as when you have a good time management process. And to understand really how to have a good time management process, you got to ask yourself this question, what's my number one challenge with time management? Now, some of the common challenges might be this, no structure to the day. Another one might be, no way to handle the interruptions. Another one might be, nobody to really delegate anything to. And the list goes on and on. So write down your number one challenge with time management, but I gotta tell you what the secret is to time management, mastering time management, that is. It's a two part formula. And the first part is structure to the day. And the second part is plus interruption management. So if you have structure to the day and you know exactly what you're going to do when you come in, plus you know exactly what you're going to do when you get interrupted, you will have mastered time management. Let's take a look at how the solutions formula might fit into this equation. And here's what I mean. Picture this, the challenge. The challenge is interruptions. The solution is how to handle those interruptions. The tool, in this case, it wouldn't be a technique, it'd be a tool. And the tool is the time matrix to-do list. So it's not just a to-do list, but it's a time matrix to-do list. So you have to look at the next step, which is actually the process behind it. And the process behind it, it's an Excel spreadsheet that I explained in a previous podcast, Mastering Time Management, where I talked about this Excel spreadsheet that I call the time matrix to do list. And in there, it has some simple things such as the date, the name. So you get interrupted and you put the date down. You put the name of the person that interrupted you. You put the activity or what they need. And then you have to decide, when do I do this? Now, most people do it right now. So they're trying to put out a fire right now. Because the clients oftentimes train the advisor or agent or wholesaler or branch manager or agency manager to go take care of something that they need right away. But you don't want to do, do that. So what you want to do is write down the date, the name of the person, the interruption or the activity that they need, something they need. And then you have to decide, where do I put the X in the ne- one of the next four columns, which are One, right now. Meaning, I'm going to put out this fire right now. Typically, that's something that makes you money or loses you money. Or it's a number two item, today. That could be somebody calling you to change beneficiaries or some kind of paperwork issue that they have. Number three is this week. That might be some kind of compliance thing that you have to get done. CE credits or something. And number four, whenever. But when you apply this tool to that challenge, (laughs) that's the final step, applying it, then you don't have the challenge anymore. And (laughs) you can move on to the next challenge because this obstacle turned into an opportunity to manage your time better. Mm -hmm. Facet number two, prospecting. Prospecting is difficult for some financial advisors and insurance agents and wholesalers because, frankly, they don't want to do it, (laughs) especially after they create their own book of clients and things are good and they feel like they're comfortable. They're at the comfortable stage. I talked about that in a previous podcast. The point is with prospecting that you have to do it or you're not going to grow. I mean, that's just the way it is. So the secret to prospecting and really being successful at prospecting is to make prospecting a game. Play that game every day, have a reward or punishment system at the end of the day when you play the game, and keep doing it. Record what you did. See, when you do that, prospecting is no longer something you have to do, but it's something you want to do. And you're doing it every day. So let's take a look at an example Of the solutions formula for a common challenge with prospecting. One of the biggest challenges with prospecting is not overcoming objections. So picture this, step one in the solutions formula, the challenge. You keep getting the same objection over and over again, and you're not getting through it. It's, let's say, I have an advisor. In other words, the first step is the challenge, overcoming objections. So you identify the objections, the second step is the solution, which is being able to overcome the objection because you weren't overcoming it before. The third step is the tool or technique. And in this case, the technique is called the Objection Resolution Model. Now, the reason I bring up the Objection Resolution Model is because there's several different techniques. This one's my favorite. And the fourth step, the process. So what's the process for the Objection Resolution Model? Well, I talked about it in a previous podcast, but let me explain what this is. It's a four-step process. Empathy, acknowledgement, empathy or acknowledgement, best question, three benefits, and close. Simple. So when somebody says, I have an advisor, you acknowledge that, yeah, I get it. Everybody I've ever worked with in the last 29 years have had an advisor when I first met them. But I'm kind of curious if there is, best question, If there was one thing that you could change about your relationship with your current advisor, you could change anything, what would it be? And they answer with, well, she never calls me, I guess that would be it. Then we go into three benefits. Well, that's exactly why I wanna get together with you. You see, I have a client servicing system where my clients know how often we're gonna meet, what we're gonna talk about, and what they can do to connect with me, or I connect with them, in between meetings close. Do you have any time a Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4? Which one's better for you? Notice the process. It's easy. Empathy, acknowledgement, best question, three benefits, and close. So I explained this process. I got to tell you a quick story about an advisor that I've worked with for years. But years ago, I explained this process to him, and he took objections to the next level. And here's what I mean. Not getting objections, but wanting to get objections. This guy literally would make a game out of getting objections. So every time he got an objection, he would take a quarter and he'd put it into a jar. And his goal was to beat his record. And the last time I asked him, he said that his record was 27 quarters in one day, or 27 objections in one day. And when he beat the record, he gave himself a new reward. Can you see how this can all come together now with prospecting and with handling objections? That if you have a process, because you have a challenge that you aren't getting through objections, and you have the solution, you want to get through objections, and you have a technique, which is the objection resolution model, and you have the process, empathy, acknowledgement, best question, three benefits, and you go apply it and turn it into a game, you don't have the challenge anymore. And you just turned an obstacle into an opportunity. The third facet, sales. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, and so on, feel that this facet is something they've got under control. But they're probably wrong. And here's what I mean. Most advisors and agents, and so on, never really look at sales as a process. It's just a step-by-step process. and. The secret to sales is about always, always, always preparing for the sale. You see, nobody's ever told me, and I don't think anybody's ever said that they over-prepared for the sale. So if you've got a step-by-step process for the sale, for closing the sale and taking them from, from the very first step, stage one, the initial contact, to a client who's giving you referrals, then it's just a process. And you don't have a problem. So let's talk about one of the most common challenges and how the solutions formula can fit in. One of the most common challenges with sales is not closing the sale. (laughs) Picture this. If that's your challenge and you have a low sales closing ratio, then this is a challenge you definitely want to write down the solution for. So step one, the challenge, I'm not closing the sale. Step two, the solution. I close a lot of sales. In fact, my close ratio is very high, like 95%, 99%. That's where you want to be. Step three, the tool or technique. Now, this is a technique that I created. It works. And once I taught it, it works for others. And what it is, this technique, is what I call the psychology of closing the second appointment. I'm going to do a whole podcast on this, but here's what it is. It's a step-by-step psychological process for helping people want to buy. I've said it before and I'll say it again. People hate to be sold, but they love to buy. So what are the steps? That's the next step in this, the process. So what the steps are, are this. You first sit down and you do small talk. You do it anyway. Small talk. That's the first step. The second step is to go over the agenda, what you're gonna talk about today. And the reason that you wanna go over the agenda is so that it drops their anxiety, so that they know exactly what we're gonna do. The third step, (laughs) the third step is asking the prospect their questions, comments, concerns. The psychology behind that is to find out the real objection. You see, you wanna get to the objection, you don't need to get through the objection. You don't want it to be a surprise if it's about price. And get this. They had what I called a pre-objection before they even got there. They got in the car and they thought, if this costs too much, I'm not doing it. Step four, current portfolio. When you explain what you did to, understand, to help them understand the recommendations, they understand that you know what you're doing. And here's the psychology behind it. You're creating credibility. Step five in the psychology of closing the second appointment. Step five are your questions, comments, concerns. Now, here's, this is the heart of it. Here's where it gets really, really interesting. I teach a formula inside the formula, which is really called the question path exercise, to take someone down a path to understand why they should buy. (laughs) You've heard me say it just a second ago. People hate to be sold, but they love to buy. You see, if this person can come to a conclusion that they need something that can reduce their taxes, have more money in retirement, and whatever the third benefit is, they're going to buy, even before you show them the product. So that's the next step, showing them the recommendations. But they've already bought. When you say you really have two choices, you could keep doing what you're doing, or you could get diversification, better returns, and reduced risk. Of the two strategies, which one do you think is better for you? they're going to say, well, the latter. That sounds like what I need. Well, that's exactly what I put together for you. Let me show you what I mean. And that's when you show them the recommendations. And then the next step, getting ready for objections. See, the point is, is that if we're ready for objections and we know what to do, we're going to handle those objections. But all of this fits under the challenge of not closing so if you know the challenge is not closing and you know the solution is to close and you know the tool or technique is the psychology of closing the second appointment worksheet there's a whole template to fill out and you know the steps inside that and then you go out and apply it you don't have a challenge anymore in fact it reminds me of a, an advisor that I talked about in a previous podcast that once he learned this he closed 20 out of 21 prospects in a row. They didn't have a challenge anymore. You do that, and that obstacle now turns into an opportunity to close more people. Facet number four, relationship building. Most people don't even think this is a facet in their business, but it is. In fact, the relationships that you have with your clients and with yourself are what can make or break you in this business and here's what i mean if you don't have a good relationship with your clients they're going to go somewhere else if you don't have a good relationship with yourself and a way to handle your own emotional roller coaster ride you're going to go somewhere else so the big question is what's your number one challenge with relationship building with your clients or with yourself you see the secret to mastering relationship building is to understand emotional intelligence and to apply it with your clients and yourself. Emotional intelligence is really the ability to connect with others as well as connect with yourself. Picture this. We've talked about IQ for years, and that's always been a a measurement of how, quote, intelligent you are, unquote. Some people call it book smarts. But EQ, emotional quotient, is more about people smarts, how you connect with people and connect to yourself. So let's take a look at an example of how the solutions formula can fit into a real world challenge that most advisors and agents at some point in their business might experience. So the challenge is situational depression. And if you don't know what that is, it's being depressed because of a specific situation. And as of this recording, we're in a bear market, so you may be experiencing this to some degree. So situational depression, not knowing what to do because of the situation, and you're starting to get depressed because of it, or you are depressed. And the solution is to know how to get out of situational depression. The tool or technique is a technique that I've created, actually a tool that I created years ago for an advisor that was going through some situational depression. So what I had this person do is I had them do this technique that I call the mind space exercise. The mind space exercise is really about identifying the top three things that you need to do in the morning to get yourself in the right frame of mind. So picture this. If you were going to bake cookies or let's say a cake, you know that if you have the right ingredients at the right time at the right temperature, you can make cakes all day long. It's just a formula. It's no big deal. Same thing happens with your day. If you know what to focus on, the right things to focus on, and you do this all day long, or at least you start your day that way, then you're going to have a good morning. Now, the opposite can happen if some things happen that put you in a bad state, state of mind, such as you got up late, you got to the office late, you had a flat tire on the way, and get this, your biggest client just quit. <laughs> You'd probably be in a bad state of mind. So what we did is we mapped out three things that this person needed to, to do each day. work out, do yoga, and be ready for the day. Have structure to the day. Know exactly what they were going to do as soon as they came in. And know what to do all day long. And then what they'd do is they'd send me a, what I call, a mind space number. They'd send me an email that said I did my first, second, and third. They'd say each one of these. And my mind space number is a Six out of 10 or a seven or whatever it is. And what I've found is that once they apply that and then do the same thing in the afternoon for three other ones, their mind space number went up each week and they got out of situational depression. Now get this. I didn't just do this with one person. I've done this several times in the last 18 years as of this recording. The point is, is that If you feel that you are going through some situational depression, we need to talk because I have the solutions to get you out of it. The fifth facet, client servicing. Now, client servicing is an interesting facet of the business because a lot of times advisors and agents don't know they have a challenge. They're just going through their day and putting out fires, time management stuff, that's kind of a close cousin to client servicing. The clients call up, they put out a fire. The next one calls up, they put out that fire. And the day goes on, and the week, and the month, and the year, and the decade, and pretty soon they wake up and they've been in the business for 30 years and not realized they're a firefighter. <laughs> Does this sound familiar? If so, you got to ask yourself, what's my number one challenge when it comes to client servicing? So, let's take a look at a challenge, a common challenge, but before we do that, Let me tell you the the secret to client servicing. The secret to client servicing is service your clients like nobody else can and nobody else will because they won't go anywhere. So let's do this. Let's take a look at an example of client servicing with the solutions formula. So one of the biggest challenges that most advisors and agents face when it comes to client servicing is having a reactive client servicing system. So the challenge, in this case, would be a reactive client servicing system. The solution is a proactive client servicing system or an effective client servicing system. So the tool or technique would be what I created called the the effective client servicing system. It's a process, and the process that we're going to talk about, that's the next step, is really a three-step process. Step one, segmenting your book. and not just saying people with the most assets are your A clients, but... I've got a process within the process to figure out who are your A, B, and C clients. And then, step two, identifying your client servicing levels. What are you going to do for your A clients versus your B versus your C clients? And then step three, communicating those servicing levels. So you're explaining this is what we're going to do going forward, and we've got a new level of client servicing. Now, here's the tough part you got to put your money where your mouth is because as soon as you say that, you have to do it. Otherwise, you don't look good. And that's the opposite of having an effective client servicing system. The point is, is once you put all of this together, the challenge, the solution, the tool or technique, the process, go out and apply it. And once you apply it, you don't have this challenge anymore. In fact, you now have an effective client servicing system. Now, I mentioned that we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, understanding the solutions formula. Check, we did that. Second, the five examples of the solutions formula. Check, we did that too. What we're going to do now is we're going to talk about the next step. I would look at any of these facets that we talked about, time management, prospecting, sales, relationship building, and client servicing, and ask yourself that tough question. What's my number one challenge in each one of these facets. Then I would think, what do I want out of this? What's the opposite? In other words, what's the solution? Then I would look for the tool or technique. But here's the thing. I have them, most likely. In fact, I've told advisors and agents and wholesalers and so on, there isn't a challenge I haven't heard and there isn't a solution I haven't applied. So if you've got a challenge and you don't have the tool or technique, I do. Chances are, I can help you. So the next step after that is to make sure that you contact me and we talk about this and get you through those challenges. Or if you want to do it on your own, you look for the the tool or technique, and then you look for the process inside there. Then you go apply it. You see, when you do all of this, challenges aren't challenging anymore because you've got the solutions formula. Now, before we go, I got to tell you one last story. And it's a story about a group of advisors, not just one advisor, that is applying the solutions formula. So I created this group coaching program and I've created several since, gosh, wait, 15 years for the last 15 years. But this group is a masterclass group and they've been with me for a long time. In fact, they're at the point where I created a month-long program on the solutions formula with case studies. So this group, this group of about a half dozen advisors and agents are now going through different case studies and telling me, after they read the case study, what's the challenge, what's the solution, what's the tool or technique, what's the process, and get this, what they would do to coach that person to get through their challenge. In other words, what, the, what I've done is I've helped them to be able to coach others. So picture this. When you're at that stage, when you're at that level of understanding the solutions formula, and you know the tools and techniques that I create, and you apply these, and you can teach others, you don't have many challenges in your business. And when you do, you always have a formula, a solutions formula, go back to. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or... The advisor solutions individual coaching programs please email me at dan at advisor solutions inc.com i would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like again that's dan at advisor solutions inc.com please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business one solution at a time